Hello, and welcome to Teaching is for the Bold. I'm Lydia. And I'm Nikki. Today we are bringing you one of our bold conversations where we get up close and personal with a real life teacher. We're very excited to share our guest for today. So today's guest is Courtney Nelson from Corsicana, Texas. She is a high school teacher who teaches the full spectrum of business classes, everything under the sun it looks like, um, as well as leads several student organizations like FBLA. If you need to bring her a beverage, you better come ready with some Pinot Grigio, a margarita, or a Coke. So, welcome. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast, Courtney. Yay, welcome. We're so happy you're here. You know, I, I'm, I'm here and, and I'm so glad to be a part of the Bold Conversation. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're so excited that you're here. We're just going to start by asking you... Um, to tell us your story. Okay. Um, as far as my story, I really, um, all I can really say about me is that I didn't go to school to be a teacher. That was never what I wanted to do. That was um, one of the things that was the furthest thing from my mind. I always was like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to be in business. I'm going to, I'm going to be a part of a business. I'm going to run a business. That was always what I had said and um, being from a small town and my mom was a teacher and my dad was an entrepreneur I can honestly say that I really and truly I just I, I really had these big dreams and aspirations of what I was going to do and how I was going to do and in that being the case after a while it was like I went to school and it was like uh, what kind of business and I was like you don't know business. And they're like, uh, but what part? You want to do general business? You want to do marketing? You want to do accounting? And I was like, um, I don't know. And I had that typical statement that everybody makes, which is, why didn't they teach me this in high school? Mm. <laughs> that main yeah. statement. I don't know if y'all hear that, mm -hmm. but I hear it mm -hmm. all the time. And all the time. I, I, that was my first question. Like, why don't they teach this in high school? Why didn't I know anything about this? And then I, I did it. And I, I took my classes. I did good in my classes. I got an associate's degree. And then I went to university and it was like, hey, what part of business you want to get into? What kind? What's your specialty? And so I flipped and flopped. I was like, maybe I should do this and then have this as a minor. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should double major. Maybe I I don't know. And I kept having all these different questions. Mm. And at the time when I was going to school, they did not necessarily have all these opportunities with internships. And so, you know, I didn't think it was a big deal. I just went to school and I was like, hey, I got my business degree. Yay. So I should be planning and getting myself ready to go into a job. And that's exactly what I tried to do. I sit out and this is when this is, and I'm dating myself here. This <laughs> is before like the internet was just so prevalent with everything, but it, it was the fact of the matter that I had to send applications. Like I had to print off the paper application, get one <laughs> of those large brown envelopes, send that thing back to the business. Yeah. And I had to make copies and I had to, I had to do all kinds of stuff like that. And I know I sent like over, over 50, well over 50, 
because mm -hmm. I made it where it was like almost a part-time job trying to find a job before I graduated. Yeah. And I started that process like Christmas break and I knew I was going to be graduating that following summer. And so I was like, okay, I got to find something. I got to find something. I got to get something. I got to find something. There's no way in hell I'm going back to my parents' house. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what happened. <laughs> I And I was like, I, I've got to get out. So I was trying and I was looking and I was trying to do everything right. And then I wasn't able to, to get what I needed. And so I graduated and I hadn't gotten a single phone call. I hadn't gotten a, a single message, nothing, nothing. Yeah. And I was slightly devastated. And I was like, what am I sure. going to do? I have no job. I'm back at home. So that means I can't go and do stuff that I want to do. And I can't really talk to my friends because of the fact, you know, I know that they're in class. So I can't like call them on the cell phone in the middle of the day because I'm mm. bored. What am I going to do? So my mom was like, well, you can always sub. And I was like, why? <laughs> and she's like, because it's going to get you something. It's going to uh -huh. get you something. You figure out what you need to do. And I was like, uh. And so I had forever volunteered most of my time working with my mom and her students. So I was familiar with the classroom. I really and truly was. And she's a, she was an elementary teacher for like 44 years in the same school district. So, oh. I mean, she knows everybody. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I can do this. I can be in this classroom. And everybody at her school knew me because I basically grew up in the building. Okay. So I'm working, doing what I need to do, being where I need to be. And, and, you know, I, at first it was like, I'm just kind of volunteering, come twice a week. You know, then my mom's like, well, we need subs. We really need some subs. Okay. And so I, at first my mom was like, just put down, you know, that you have an associate's degree. They don't need to know all your business. They don't need to know what you do, what you, whatever. For and my mom's best friend who was, who happened to have been my kindergarten teacher, <laughs> and so we basically like adopt her in the family. So she's she was technically my aunt. Okay, technically she's my aunt. Mm -hmm. And so my aunt was sitting there, and she was like, she's like, if you got it, you need to put it down. Why be ashamed of what you have? Everybody else has something. You should not be ashamed of what you have. Don't worry about people knowing your business is good. They they're going to find out anyway. So put mm -hmm. it all down. And get what you need to get because you get more pay that way. And so I, I did yep. what my aunt told me to do. And I went to the classroom working with kids. And it's like, okay, you know, here we go. I'm working with the kids, whatever else. And then it got to the point like they would call. And this is like, again, this is before the internet was prevalent with all these different programs. And so they would give our house a call. They would call us at 6 a.m. Well, I knew they were calling for me. And that was like almost the only phone call that we ever got on the home phone because most of the time we were not <laughs> home. It was it got so that I was so reliable and I was there so often that mm -hmm. <laughs> it got to the point where the secretary, she just didn't call anymore. <laughs> I would just walk in and she said, hey, come sign in. I'm going to put you in such and such room today. Okay. Nice. And then, you know, I would just I would just start showing up just just regular, like I'm going to work with my mom. 
like I used to do when I was in elementary school and middle school and high school. I just uh-huh. go. And in me going, they then had a teacher that she was out. I don't know why she was out, but she was going to be out for an extended period of time. Hmm. And so in her being out for an extended period of time, they're like, we kind of be a long-term sub, but we can't buy one. Let's, let's put Courtney in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I go in there and I'm in this classroom with these kids and they're supposed, and this is my first day, like being like fully in charge of a class. Like I'm running the program of the class. The temperature is based off of me and who I am. And I know that I'm not this teacher. She was mm-hmm. meek and mild and so <laughs> just so sweet. <laughs> I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. These babies are calling me to hug them and, and, <laughs> and oh my God. All these things. And mind you, I am just 23. Mm-hmm. I had not, you know, had the fathom thought of, you know, having kids and being married. I had that was the first thing yep. for my mind. My thing was I gotta get my business job. And then after I get my business job, then I can travel and go wherever the heck I want to go, whenever. It's going to be great. I'm having an assistant. I mean, all these wonderful <laughs> things that I talked about, you know. And so the kids all looked at me like, okay, she's an adult. Yeah, we got to do what we got to do. And I said, okay. And it was, it got easy. Mm-hmm. And I, I did that for her class and it got easy. I had to adjust the climate of the classroom from what the teacher had to what I had because they were super quiet. Like you could walk in the room and you would, you know, blindfold it and you would swear that you were not in the elementary classroom. It was that quiet. Hmm. Well, I am wow. not necessarily that quiet type person. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to yell and scream and jump and have a good time, well, that's what we're going to do. And since I was 23 years old and I had just graduated from high school, yeah, we did run to the swing set, all of us, because I wanted to swing, okay? <laughs> I needed a break, so I was going to get to the swing first. So we're going to run up the hill and we're going to go get in the swing. We're going to run around the playground, get some laps in. I mean, we were going to have a great time, but at the same time, did I still keep them where they were learning? Were we late to places? Yes, we were late <laughs> most of the time, but we made it up because of the fact we snuck through the hallway like we were ninjas because we were going super fast. They loved it. Nobody knew that I had no control <laughs> over this class. And then it got to the point where there was one teacher and she was an ESL teacher and she had to go uh, to Mexico because of the fact she had a, tra- a family tragedy to happen. And so she was mm-hmm. going to be she was going to be gone for a while. And so I stepped in, I took care of her class. And he's stepping in and taking care of her class. This class, it, now this class was just, they were wild. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> and I was like, how do you deal with this? I mean, she was always so calm and composed. But her class right behind her, they would be just, wow. I mean, there was hitting, there was kicking, there was punching. There was all this stuff. They loved her dearly, but they just did it their own way, especially in the hallway. And she was, a, she's a brilliant teacher, but to me, and I think I'm, I'm think I'm one of those people that I'm extremely organized and I have a slight case of OCD because there's certain <laughs> things that I just, I just can't handle. 
and she had papers, you know, stacked over here in the corner, and her papers stacked over here in the corner. And I'm like, mm -mm. if I know I'm going to be here for about three weeks, mm -mm, ain't no way <laughs> we're not doing this. This room is not going to look like this. And I, at first, I just kind of, you know, stacked her stacks. And she had a paraprofessional in the classroom that would do what she said. She would stack the stacks. Okay. And then one day, the kids were playing, having a good time. I was doing like a reading circle with the kids, whatever else. And then one of the kids said, oh, we got to get it. What y'all getting? What happened? There's a rat. Oh, no, 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 and yep. no, no, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah. so this is kid, oh, nope. we'll catch it, I said, why are you trying to catch it, what is wrong, I was like, I almost said, what is wrong with you people, <laughs> and I forgot, they're just, they're little people, babies, I, babies. I was like, oh my god, I said, oh my god, no, 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 no. We are not catching anything. I said, you know what we're going to do? We are going to have a cleanup and we're going to see if he decides to hide. So we're going to clean up everything we got in order to make sure that we know where he's hiding. So it was a mass cleanup because of fact, I did not want to deal with that. And mm -hmm. if we did not have stuff for him to get into, then he would go away. That was my whole mindset. So the kid, oh, okay, we're gonna clean up. I, they said, oh, we're cleaning up. I said, no, 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 no. We're trying to find Mr. Mouse. So we have to get rid of all this extra paper so we can find Mr. Mouse. <laughs> oh, okay. So we did clean up, but it was really me trying not to lose it with these children because right. these babies were like, we'll catch it in a cup. And we'll, oh you know, it's, it's going to no. be fine. I'm like, oh, it's your new class. Oh, my pet. God. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what they really thought. They, they had they had gotten a shoebox and a cup and they were trying to scoop this bad boy. Oh, no, I was no, like, oh, no. no. No, you guys are not doing my, mice and rodents are number one on my list of things I don't deal with. So you're a good person, Courtney, because yes. I would have said, move me to a different classroom. Yep, I will not be here. <laughs> we would have been in the cafeteria. No. We would yeah. have been in the yes. gym. The we gym. would have been yeah. not in that room. I we were going to do a, We were going to do a super ninja run somewhere else. <laughs> so yeah. this is all elementary school, right? That you were doing the subbing for. Yes. And it looks like you, like yes. you, currently you teach high school. Is yes. that right? So like how, mm -hmm. how did you make that transition from subbing elementary to now teaching high school? Well, that particular classroom <laughs> with all of that, let me just sum that up. That with was like the, the running point. and <laughs> the running and, and the mouse and the, all of that. It was like. Ain't no way I'm doing middle school. Ain't no way I'm sure. doing elementary school. There's no way. So mm -hmm. I went for high school because I was like, these people should be better organized. <laughs> well, and I, think so. <laughs> I I thought that. And my first class, I went in there and they were like, yeah, you're going to be fine. It's great. Don't worry about it. They're so motivated. They were. Uh -huh. I was like, okay. You know, that's what, that's what they told me. 
And I get in that classroom, and there's 30 of them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> there's 30 people in this room. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm calling roll at the door for high school, you know, because they answer, you know. And so I'm calling roll at the high school for the kids. And then there's this kid. He's 6'5". So I'm looking <laughs> yes. up at him. <laughs> yes. And I call his name. And he, and he said, he told me his name. And he was in the ninth grade at 6'5". <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, to high school. I was yes. to tell him what to do. I know. Are you yeah. kidding me? can't tell this person what to do yep. and I had a miniature breakdown my first like two weeks I was just like in a panic and mm. then the other teachers the veteran teachers that were there there were three other business teachers and they like had a meal like a paper meal or something because it was like pack it 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 and i was like i can't i can't keep up with them i don't know what type students they have but that's not the group of people that i have i did not have the self-motivated students i got the ones that they would sit there and it looked like they were working because the screen was on and their fingers might have been moving Mm-hmm. But there was nothing ever turned in. And I said, "What?" Well, I said, hold on. Why is it that I don't have any of your work? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <sighs> okay, I can't do anything when I don't know. I said, well, can you show me where you saved it? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? What happened? And then it helped me to realize there was a light bulb moment that I had to have. I know that I can't get stuff figured out myself because it's difficult. Mm-hmm. I need to I need to work on my students like I work on myself. So you were you were talking a lot about like the kind of classroom environment you wanted for your littles and then you moved to the big kids and you were still mm-hmm. kind of reflecting on like, okay, what I don't want them doing packets. I, you know, I am teaching kids that are old, you know, taller than me. <laughs> um, like how do I get my kids engaged? And so I really feel like you're You've talked a lot about the kind of environment that you wanted to create in your classroom. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Like, mm-hmm. what do you, how, how have you shaped a classroom that you found to be successful? Um, as far as with me shaping my classroom, I would say that um, I really and truly tried to make it where if I had the choice when I was in school, Mm-hmm. what would that classroom look like? If I could walk in and I had a magic wand and I could change it, what would I change it into? That was my mindset. Mm-hmm. So first thing was, is that I hated paper because I had horrible paper cuts mm-hmm. and I knew my students hated paper cuts. And some students, you know, when you have a paper packet and you pass it out for seven class periods a day, that is not a viable document once you're done with it because somebody's going to write something on there, say yeah. something they don't need to say on there. They're going to draw stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do I get rid of, of this? Where I'm sitting up here and I'm looking at just, it's basically trash. And then I throw it in the trash can. And mm-hmm. I, I, I would say that I'm not necessarily 
uh, a minimalist, but I do, I do really and truly try to embrace having minimal stuff, but having it extremely accessible and having it useful for multiple things. Mm-hmm. So what I said was to myself was, you know what, I'm going to scan these documents. And then it got to the point where it's like, oh, you need to make a class set of these pages that we have. So I would make a class set of all of these assignments. And so then it got to where it, my file cabinet was full. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and then I can't even get it out. I want to get paper cuts. And I hate paper cuts. I'm not doing this. It's, I said, there's got to be another way. So I took the time and I looked for different learning management systems. And I started in 2008. So there, it was just barely catching on with doing stuff online, you know, you know, doing yeah. it completely online. So I found one that was free. And so I use Schoology. Some people, you know, this I think Schoology was out before Google Classroom. I really and truly do believe that because I look hard. And yeah. so I found Schoology. And I was like, sounds easy. I can put the kids on there. We can just click on that. This works. If they're missing, they can just click on it. I can make these folders. Okay. So that's what I started to do. And I scanned every single one of those stinking packets, <laughs> scanned everyone, cropped it, you know, made it look nice. I redid them. I made them into PDFs. I put them in the folders for what subject it was. I did all of that. And then I started to build the classroom online. And so I started out with, you know, here's the work folder. And I didn't give homework because in our particular district, uh, like maybe 70% of our students are economically disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. And in them being that, they didn't have access to a computer at home. Yeah. So they couldn't do any computer homework if I gave it to them. Mm, yeah. So everything really, really had to be done at home or at school as opposed to being at home. So I was like, okay, you know what? I will fix that. They're not going to have to concern themselves with that. So that's what I did. I really and truly just said, okay, if they want to do it at home, if they want to do it when they are or at their track meets or whatever extracurricular thing they want to do, that's fine. That's good. They can turn it in. And then I even, you know, had it where it turned, you know, you turn it in because it was a, a computer document. You turn it in by clicking on that link, then I can see it from my house. This means that I do not have to have you know, extreme upper body strength like the Hulk because I'm hauling <laughs> papers up the stairs in my apartment. I didn't have to worry about that. Uh-huh. All I had to worry about was, do I have my computer? Can I go about logging on to that to that particular site? And can I grade it right there? And yeah. it, the answer was yes. Could I get yeah. feedback at that time? Annotation in there wasn't that good, but I could do it. Sure. And so I did it. Mm-hmm. And that, that helped them because it was available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you get any pushback? I, I adopted this. So I went into the classroom very much trying to replicate my school experience. And I grew up yeah. very, I mean, I grew up in a, a small town, but I had the, the mm-hmm. home environment where I could come home and do homework, you know, every single night. And that was the expectation. So I went into my teaching experience 
trying to replicate the same thing of, okay, every day my kids should have homework. They should, should do it at home. And quickly that was, <laughs> that was clear that that was not going to happen. That was not how this should work. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. <laughs> I shifted the same as mm -hmm. you and had the same mindset of like, the work that we do should happen in the classroom um, because I know that they can have the resources here that they need. Um, and so I did structure a lot of things in that way. Did you get any pushback when you made that shift, you know, pushback from your admin, from other teachers of that mental model of, of like, hey, you know, my kids are going to do their work in class and that's my expectation. Did you get any pushback with that? Um, I will say that I got a little bit of pushback. And the main reason why I got a little bit of pushback is because they didn't understand what I was doing. Because I did it before mm -hmm. anybody else at my school was doing it. Yeah. I mean, before the math department, before the science, before foreign, and it was the fact of the matter that, oh, this young little teacher then came in and she just start changing everything that we do. And that's and that was the mindset. That's how it started out. And I was yeah. like, okay, now here's what's gonna happen. And um I will say that, you know, my department chair, she was like, that's interesting if you think you can do it then you know I don't see anything wrong with you trying you know it's just been really hard we've tried something like that before but if you think you can well you know okay and mm -hmm. it was like all right I appreciate the confidence but it didn't really <laughs> sound like a confidence booster but it was it was still you know if you think you can we'll go right ahead I was like okay let me see what I can do and then it got to the point where, you know, when you are a business teacher or even so at a computer teacher, you start to notice stuff. You know when your students cheat because you know that there is a digital footprint for every single document. Mm -hmm. And you teach that in your classes. Being a good computer citizen, how do we do that? This is how you teach that. Well, when you have administrators that do not understand how computers work as far as the components and the footprint that they leave, then that's when the pushback happens. Because when you catch that person that, you know, oh, she's, you know, top 10% of the class and she does this, this, and this. And it's like, well, she's sharing her documents, so she's cheating because yeah. she shared it with her best friend. Mm -hmm. And then the fact of the matter that when they share it, they're both on the dance team or they're on the softball team mm -hmm. or and and they shared it with, you know, maybe about half the class. That's <laughs> a problem. Right. And yeah. then when you have administrators that say, well, we don't we how can you prove it? How do you know? And I said, do you know how computers work? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, you know, you can go back and retrace it. I said, okay, here's the trace right here. It has her name, but it has their name up at the top for the person who's, who turned it in. How does that work? <laughs> well, I didn't get her paper. I didn't copy. No, you're lying. Just tell the truth. <laughs> because at the end of the day, the assignment was not hard. You made it hard because, number one, you procrastinated. Number two, you underestimate your own ability. And number three is the fact of the matter that you just want the easy way out as opposed to struggling even 15 minutes because it wasn't going to take you forever. Because, again, my attention span is not that great. 
I work really, really hard to make it where I can pay attention and I can do work and I can work with stuff. So I'm not going to give you something that's going to take you two hours to complete. I'm going to give you something in segments. So here it is. I speak to y'all. I lecture 15 minutes. You work the last 15 minutes. Sounds fair. (laughs) The (laughs) class is 45 minutes. What does that mean? You still have about another 15, 10 to 15 minutes to do what you want to do. What? This is every day in the class. I talk to you 15 minutes as a whole. I show you what to do. You have 15 minutes to do it by yourself. That last 15 minutes, you're chilling. You know, if you can you can sit there and you can go and take yourself a nap. Who knows? You might need a power nap because you might have other stuff to do. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Did you do my work? Yep. That's all. That is the expectation that I had for them. And so it's like when I lay out that that map of what we do and how we do, then why is it that you can't be successful? And the thing is that some of those students, they don't know what success really and truly looks like. So then I have to teach them what success looks like. So that's the small stuff that I do, which is where I'm having that conversation with them one-on-one. I said, okay, why did you not turn this in? Well, I don't know how. Okay, you want me to show you? All right, I guess. Okay, come on over. Come sit at my desk. Let's talk. And I have a chair. I have a, like one of those nice little office chairs. Mm-hmm. I have two of them in my classroom. Mm-hmm. One of them is mine, and you don't mess with my chair. <laughs> the other one is what I call the talking chair. So if you decide that you want to sit in my nice office chair that rolls and it's got the armrest on it, and you can you know lean it back. If you want to sit there, that means you got to talk to me. That's the only way that you can sit there. And so when they sit there, they know we are having a conversation, an extended conversation about whatever, whenever, however, whoever. We're going to talk and figure out what needs to be done next to get you to your next level. So, you know, we try so many times, but it's hard. And I, I think that's kind of how I how I kind of built my my cultural my environment of what we want to do. We want to chill, we want to learn, we want to explore, and we just really and truly want it to be where when I come in this room, I do not feel weighted down mm-hmm. because there's so much other yeah. stuff that can weight me down. I don't need to feel weighted down when I come to this class. And so that's the idea of what I want to do with them is just. Come in and relax. Let's have conversations. Let's let's be appropriate, even though you might be slightly wild, but let's be appropriate with how we're doing this. And let's work and let's have a goal. The goal is we're going to lecture on this day. On this day, we're going to do our independent work. Then we're going to lecture again. And then we're going to do our independent work. And then if I fell off, was slacking, on Friday, I'm going to, that's my, that is my, you know, makeup Friday. I'm going to do what I got to do mm-hmm. to get it all done. And even so, if they're doing what they got to do for, not just for my class, but they're doing it for somebody else's class, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I do not care. I have a computer. I have a printer. Print copy, paste, do whatever. If you need to talk to someone about your project that you're doing in your other class, 
Come talk to me. Sit down in the chair. Let's talk. Let's do this other project. Let's do the, the economics project. Let's do the government project. We can do all these things because whenever I'm sitting there and you're working, I'm working. Mm-hmm. And so when you come to my desk, all I do is just close up my books, whatever it is, close out that email, put it all over to the side. And then I sit there and I'm just looking right at you. Yeah. I'm not on my phone. You don't see my emails. None of that. You know, we're working together. You know what I love about that, Courtney, is um, in life, we are always multitasking. But for some reason in school, Mm -hmm. we feel like, oh, math class is only for math work and science class is only for science work. What I love about your approach is Mm -hmm. you're teaching them the life skill of, I mean, gosh, today I had a dentist appointment and then I went to work. And then I had to schedule my swim lessons for my kiddo. Like I'm always like, and then I went back to work, right? Like we're always multitasking and that kind of like real world skill of managing your time and figuring out what's the priority and like, Mm -hmm. like being responsible for what you need to get done for Miss Nelson's class before I work on other things. Like that's, that is life. Like that happens all the time. Um, So I love that. That's what Mm -hmm. you're, you're reinforcing. Nikki, did you have a question? Yeah. Um, yes and no, but I just, to go off of what you were saying, I also think, like, especially with high schoolers, you can't just, like, these are the rules and this is the way they are and you have to listen to them because I'm an adult. They don't they don't buy into that, right? <laughs> They're, they have care. evolved beyond that. <laughs> right. So... Yes. I think like yes. you've done an amazing job from what it sounds like in the culture of your classroom is saying like mm-hmm. business is important. This class is important. This assignment is important. But what is most important is you and that you are a human being that I care about and want to succeed. So what do you need from me in order to do that? And I think that is one of probably like if we were to recommend or give advice to a new or incoming teacher, one of the most important things you could tell them is that at the end of the day, the kid is the thing that matters the most. And I know you want to say that Mm -hmm. it's your content or your delivery or your amazing, beautiful PDF that you created, but it's not, it's, it's the kid. And if they're taken care of, right. So, and that is very much the vibe that I get from you and, and the culture you try to create in your classroom. And I'm like, in all of it, girl. <laughs> Keep that's awesome. That. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Thank Courtney. You. Yes. Yes. To, to mm-hmm. Nikki's last comment there about like new teachers, like, I mean, you've, you've had lots of practice. Like, I think you've gotten to a point where you feel pretty good about the culture of your classroom. What do you do or what advice would you mm-hmm. give to teachers who are like struggling to maintain it? So we're in, you know, second semester, second semester is hard as hell. Like it, it sucks. Yep. Um, so we all have bad days and we all have good days, but like how, what advice would you give to kind of help somebody maintain that culture? So I've built it up. I've created these expectations. What advice would you give them to like, keep steady? Well, I will say that, you know, to to your comment of how difficult a second semester is, it's it seems like everybody's always gone. Mm. And that yeah. was the main reason why I put everything online, number one. That's the main reason why I put it all in online. And now everybody in the school has to do Canvas. Our, our school is a oh, Canvas sure. uh, campus. 
So yeah. everybody is. But the thing is that even before 2020 happened, my students were ready because I'd already been doing that with them anyways. And so I was like, you're right. going to have to turn it into Canvas. All, all my students like, okay, what's the big deal? <laughs> and I keep telling them that I'm trying to prepare them for life. I'm not trying to prepare them to be a good student. I'm trying to prepare them for life and just to roll with whatever's coming their way. So the way that I said I maintain my culture for like each semester every year is that I consistently try to learn something. Like at one time, I try to give like surveys, you know, like they do in college, you know, survey the yeah. teacher. And then I kept getting these rude comments. And I was like, you little turkey, I helped you. And I, can't, <laughs> I mean, the comments make me mad. And so I'm like, okay, I set myself up. I'm not going to do that again. But what I do right, that is was that I do, <laughs> no, I, it didn't work. So I, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but what I did do is that I got to the point where I said to them, I want you to tell me what it is that you would like to do because I want to do it. What do you want to learn about? Well, can we learn about stocks? All right, cool. Do I know anything about stocks? Nope. Am I good at stocks? Nope. But if I'm trying to teach them, I teach myself. Yeah. And so if I know that I'm going to talk to them, I have to talk to them like I talk to the little people. And when you talk to the little people, they have no idea of anything that you're talking about. And they're thoroughly confused and will say, I don't know. And you'll say, well, I just told you. And they're like, okay, I still don't know. So I have to think about my high school kids as if they're the little people. And so I break it down into these teeny tiny pieces because number one, I'm learning it, and then I want them to learn. And so I tell them everything. I mean, I don't think there's any type of educational software or program or news link that I have not told my kids where I went to find it. Because I tell them what to look for to make sure that it is a good thing. And then I also tell them what to look for so they can use it again. And so it's always evolving. And it's adapting to the change. And even so, it's just being honest and asking the questions. So for a new teacher, you have to ask the hard questions. If, if you want to know if you're a mean person, ask those people. Because they'll tell you, especially <laughs> in high school. But at the same time, I had to make it where I adjusted stuff for each one of those kids. And the thing is, is that I think that that and me asking questions, the hard questions, and even so getting those hard answers, I had to be realistic with myself. And in me being real with myself, I was able to make sure that I, um, I, I said, okay, what's what do I need to be? Who do I need to be? So I looked at myself because my kids are a reflection of what I can and I cannot do and will and will not do. Even mm. though they're not the kids that I gave birth to, I know that something about them is going, something about me is going to be with them for the rest of their life. And yes. I need to say, okay, as an adult, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I did not handle that the best way. And here's how I should have done it. And if I can be completely transparent 
and real and not defensive with my students, then maybe just maybe I can get back a little bit of that goodness that's in there that they have put that wall of protection up to protect. Hmm. They can see that even though I am direct, even though I am strict, even though I, you know, we're going to do it a certain way because I said so, even though I am like that, those kids cannot say that I did not care about them because it took time and was a process to get there. And the thing is that my students that I've had from years ago, they will still say, oh my God, and and it's always something we always have a conversation we're always talking about something and like some of the kids they're in grad school right now they still message me once a month (laughs) that that's the fun thing about it is that I'm still having fun but I had to adapt and change to want to have that type of fun with my kids yeah yeah I love what you're speaking to we talk about so so Bold, and Courtney, we shared this with you. Bold stands for bravery, openness, love, and discovery. And I feel like you've hit all the points through this conversation about how you build your yes, classroom. That's what... Like, like even to your point. Thank you. Asking the question, asking the hard question, that requires a lot of bravery and openness to hearing the yep. responses and incorporating those responses into your classroom. And you know, like you said, I hope the only thing my kids. I'm sure my kids didn't walk away with tons of content knowledge, but I would hope same as you that they would know like, Hey, there was never a day that Miss D did not love me. She didn't care about like, I mean, my kids hopefully walked away knowing that I cared about them. Um, And then discovery, you talking about the stock market, right? Like, what do you want to learn about that curiosity that you're openly expressing that you're curious and like, we all should be curious. And Mm -hmm. that's what education is about. Like, Boom, 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 girl. You got them all. <laughs> She's a bold thank teacher. You, you. She okay. is a bold teacher. Yay, I'm bold. <laughs> Don't give myself she a shirt bold, to say that. <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to I'm bold. I, listen, you just wait, Courtney. I mean, I'm, I've got some ideas. Right, merch so. is on the way, girl. So I kind of have a question to ask, and I just wanted to back it up from, mm-hmm. um, you know, you talked about where – we're in a pandemic, right? The past two years have been especially yes. hard on teachers and students. Mm-hmm. You, it sounds like, have been doing this online digital classroom for a long time, right? You have a pretty good hang of it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of teachers have struggled with, so you have this physical classroom culture, this classroom space that you've perfected and and made your own. But then like suddenly we all had to shift to having like this digital classroom space and this digital classroom culture. Um, is there anything like what, how do you build a digital classroom culture so that kids are still feeling the same love and openness and all of these things that you normally give them physically how do they feel that in your like in your digital classroom culture what does that look like to your students yeah well at the moment i am a career preparation teacher and i don't know if anybody has ever taught career preparation students but career preparation students they are the ones that they're sometimes slightly invisible because Mm -hmm. you barely know that they're there because they're probably quiet, sitting at the back, just doing what they got to do because they need to go to work. Mm. They're probably the ones that are very distracted because they need to go to work. They're the ones 
that one day they're okay and then the next day they might flip on you because mm-hmm. they need to work. That's who those career preparation kids are. So my classroom, my digital classroom is not like Proofy and frilly with you know the bitmojis and the this and that okay. and all the colors. That is not my classroom. Mine is very functional. It is basically what you would probably call a meat and potatoes. <laughs> Where do you go to find yeah. assignments? Click on assignments. Okay. <laughs> what are we doing this week? Click on the module. The module for the week is up there. It says week of such and such 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 and it has the dates so if you look at the calendar and you look at that you know what week you're supposed to be on and then when is it due it's due on this day period mm-hmm. end of story how many assignments do we have to do we have the bare minimum of what we're supposed to do as far as with what the district states that we're supposed to do as far as assignments that's what we have on there that's it that's all what I try to do is that I try to give them those real assignments that, you know, will make some type of sense. Yeah. Like, uh, if we are talking about, like, taxes, how do you file your taxes? Do I really need to file my taxes? And the thing is, is that I'm trying to get them to be a better person. But at the same time, we getting them to be a better person. I also have to remember that there's somebody's child that's operating in the adult world. Yeah. So at the end of the day, when I say you need to file your taxes, first thing I'm going to hear is, well, my mama said I don't need to. Well, the federal government said is if you make more than $1,200, you need to file your taxes. Uh-huh. But my mama said I'm, I can just do it on hers. Okay, let me tell you how to tell your mother she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many times have you heard that? I love that. Uh-huh. Oh, Every uh-huh. single time. And the thing is that and the thing is that the kids they know that I mean that out of love and honesty and truth. And the thing is, I show them, I take them to the Internal Revenue uh, Service website. And it yeah. says how to file your taxes or do I need to file my taxes? Click on that link. We do it in class. This is type it in, fill in this information. Very simple questions. What does it say? You need to file your taxes. Oh, show that to your mom. Let's print that out. And <laughs> Sometimes like, you have to teach oh. the parents too. <laughs> and that's the, yeah. that's the toughest thing about it. But again, my class is a meat and potatoes class because mm-hmm. I want those kids to, at the end of the day, if they do have to tell their mom something, I want them to say, mom, here's my teacher's page. And this is what she said to do. Look at it. This is where she said to go. We did this in class. We went there. And then she said, if I can't do my taxes myself, she said that she will help me with my taxes, mom. Yeah. I will help you do your taxes for free. Because at the end of the day, you need to know how to do this for yourself. And if you know how to file your taxes, you could probably teach somebody else in your house how to file their yeah. taxes. I mean, it's really and truly meat and potatoes because I really and truly want them to understand what they're doing. And I try my hardest to have that real conversation with them. Uh, honey, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is how we do it. 
this is where you can go. If you can't get me at this particular number, call me on this number. If you can't find my email, find me at this email. I will continue to help you as long as you need the help. And if I don't know, you know I will go and find out because I will have that conversation with someone because I really and truly, I'm learning for myself. Mm -hmm. Not just for you, I'm learning for myself. And if I continue to, to feel like I'm learning for myself, I think that I can continue to be a good teacher if I'm still yeah, learning for absolutely. myself. Absolutely. I love your um, your meat and potatoes approach. I think I, I like the structure of it. I like, I think of, it makes me think of, I'm a big Brene Brown fan. So she has that quote of being clear is kind, being unclear is unkind. And there's so much noise in the education mm -hmm. space. And there's, you know, so many influencers that are doing all these really cool things and the desire to be the Pinterest classroom. And like, you have all yep. of these expectations from external sources. But to your point, if we can just be clear with and help students have clarity and like where to find things and what the directions are and just be oh. really good at a handful of things instead of trying to be good at all of the things I think teachers would feel less stress and I think students would feel less stress. Um, it's a hard mm -hmm. place to be in because there is just so much all the time that you can do. Thanks, Courtney, for taking time to join us today and share more about you and your journey as a teacher. I know I speak for Nikki when I say it's been really, really wonderful and enjoyable. Yes. yes um, so Thank we you. always like to wrap it up by asking you to share a warm fuzzy story. And then Nikki's going to put you through our okay. rapid fire uh, gauntlet of questions, as I like to call it. <laughs> so <laughs> no <yourself>. pressure. <laughs> uh, no, it's all it's all good fun. The answers uh, have to be right. No, there's no right answers. There's either. no wrong answers. Right. Yeah. No right answers. No wrong okay. answers. Yeah. It's, it's all gravy. <laughs> um, so, okay. We got it. So Courtney, share with us, like when we say a warm fuzzy, like what's a warm fuzzy story that comes to mind for you? Um, I would have to say one of my warm fuzzy stories that I that I really like, it's, it's like recent and it just still resonates with me and I just love this, is the fact of the matter that um, one of my students that I had in my business management class, like my first year teaching business management, I had this student in like maybe two other business classes I taught throughout the year, throughout his, you know, career in high school. And it was their senior year. And my business manager's class, it was all seniors. Mm -hmm. And all I had ever heard from my seniors was, oh, I wish, wish we could get out of school. Oh, I wish we could get out of school. I wish we could eat. I wish we could do this. I mean, <laughs> I listened and I heard everything that they said. And I was like, okay, cool. And so then it was also my first year of teaching through youth entrepreneurs as far as with their classes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and me doing that and being project based learning and and, you know, all that, you know, learning on your feet, learning through projects. It's like, OK, how am I going to make this work? How am I getting grades? What am I doing? How, how am I going to make this work? And so it was like a work in progress for that year. And so I had my students to go to this competition. They called it, it was a pitch competition. And they had to give a presentation. They gave us the topic. And I had signed my guys up. I had signed up quite a few of the guys. I was like, I only had like 12 in that class. 
And so I tried to get as many of them as I could. So five of them committed that they were going to go. Okay. And so in me getting these five together, I was like, okay, we're going to do this. This is how we're going to do it. And this is how it's going to work, whatever else. And this one particular student, he had been in FBLA. So he was a really good speaker. And so I was like, okay, we're going to do this pitch competition. Everything's going to be great. So we go to try to do this pitch competition. And, you know, we pull up, we have a little bus and whatever else. And we pull up and, you know, we're there and the guys are just kind of nervous. Like, and I was like, what is y'all's problem? And they're like, I don't know if, if, if we could do this. this. You know, this is this is a big deal. I said, why? Because you're at a junior college? Oh, well, yeah. I said, it's a Dallas junior college. I said, there's a junior college in our backyard. What are you talking about? Why are you afraid to be in this building? You've been in the one in the backyard? What's the difference? Mm -hmm. it's, it's all these Dallas schools here. I said, do you know that most of these people that are up here are not going to be where we're at? I'm going to need you to suck it up and get in this building and stop <laughs> acting like you're not prepared. And I'm like, but I don't. I said, get in here and you're going to speak your truth because you've been preparing for it. You understand it. You know exactly what you need to do. Okay. So they go and they sit there and they're still very timid. And so then there was, you know, two others, like the friends were kind of like hyping everybody up, but then they were like, no, I can't go up there. I was like, okay. So I pulled this one kid and I said, hey, you go up there and you do your speech because you're ready for this. And so he went up there and he did his speech, whatever else. He missed a couple of key parts that he was going to talk about. That's fine. And then there was another one. And uh, he was like, ah, I don't, ah, ah, shit, Miss Nelson, I don't think I can. And I said, I don't care. <laughs> Get it up there. And he's like, oh, I don't think I can. I was like, yes, you can. He's like, I think I'm going to throw up. And I said, well, go throw up and come back. It's going to be fun. Get in there. And so he went in there and he did his speech. It was okay. It, I know he could have done better, but it was good. Mm -hmm. And so they sit up there and they start to announce the winners. Fifth place. So-and-so. That was one of mine. The one that was about to go throw up. He gets fifth place. <laughs> Wow. And he did, he wasn't even prepared. Hey, how about that? Then the other ones, then they start giving out the monetary awards. Second place to the one that I, that was in FBLA. How about that? And so the other three are sitting there like, did they just win? He didn't even prepare. He didn't even have it written down. He made that up on the bus. I mean, that's really what they were saying. Oh my gosh. But these kids are from Dallas. So what that they're yeah. from Dallas? I said, so when you go and you try to get a job in the Dallas area, or you go and you try to get a job in the Austin area, you're competing with people that were in that school system. If you're not ready, then you need to get ready. And that one student that won second place, he did the spring competition for, for, um, for uh, that. And so in him doing that, I happened to not go with him that day. I sent another teacher with him because I was I was doing something for youth entrepreneurs. So I sent I sent him to that competition without me. And so I called him and I like basically griped at him, talked him up because that's what he needed to hear from me 
while yeah. I was away. And so I'm doing my thing and he calls me. He sends me a picture. And it's one of those big checks. Yeah. He won second yeah. place at the pitch competition. Oh. And I was like, what? And he <laughs> made it to where he could go to nationals for the pitch competition. Oh, what? <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? And so at awards day for the high school, at awards day, they were able to make an announcement of what he did. To fast forward, he all throughout his his college career, he always at least, at least three times a year, hits me up with, hey, Ms. Nelson, what do you think about this? Hey, Ms. Nelson, what do you think about this? Ms. Nelson, did you know this? Did you and it's like, okay, cool. And so he yeah. graduated from Texas Tech with a business degree and he landed a job because he did an internship i told him to do it and he was like i don't know if i should do that i said do it you can't afford not to and mm -hmm. so he did the internship and then him doing the internship then it landed him a full-time job in the dfw area and him wow. graduating fresh graduation fresh he's already an assistant manager at that job not only not only that, it gets even better. It's the fact of the matter. He called me to say, Miss Nelson, can you tell me where I should go for grad school? What mm -hmm. should I do? I mm -hmm. talked him through it. He picked the one that I told him. He went against what his parents said and did what I said. What? <laughs> so then I got this card in the mail for Christmas. I was like, oh, it's, you know, probably Christmas, you know, Christmas greeting, whatever else. And I was like, who is this? And so I opened it up. He's getting married in the summer. And he Aww. invited me to his wedding. And That's I was so like, sweet. oh my God. But it's just the fact of the matter that That's I'm so, so excited at his life journey of what he's been doing. So there that's my little warm, fuzzy moment. And I'm so excited it. for it. I can't wait for that for that to happen. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing well, that. You're gonna have to keep yes, yes. You're gonna have to keep us updated on how that wedding goes. We're gonna have to hear about it. So we're gonna move on to our rapid fire questions. And these are like quick, ready, set, okay. go kind of questions. You'll just be super short and sweet with your answers, and they'll go back to back to back. So okay. first question is what is your go-to hype song? Uh, I have to say, it's Mary Mary, get up. I love that. It gets me going okay, because it seems like it. you have to go real fast. I love that I like song. It. Yes, we love a fast song. What piece of advice do you think teachers need to hear? Um, it's okay to be yourself, hmm. and it's okay to make mistakes. Period. And it's and it's okay. Period. It's okay to say that you don't know. It's okay. Love Period. Love it. All three of those are amazing. Um, what does being a bold teacher mean to you? Um, I guess it means that all of my insecurities that I might have had in school as a student or even some of my insecurities that I might have as a professional, whenever I can just really just shed all of that and be as transparent as I can, and honest and open to everything as I can all the time, then 
I know that I'm being bold because too many times we hide what we don't know or don't understand. And in us hiding it, that's what makes it where we say, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. I, I can't. I'm too stressed out because I'm I'm not my true self. When mm-hmm. I leave every day from work, I'm okay leaving the job. I do not bring stress. I do not feel that stress because I know at the end of the day, I did my best to be what I needed to be for my students. Mm. Excellent. Very well said. Yes. All right. This one would do you prefer a sunny day or a rainy day? A sunny day or a rainy day? (laughs) Mm, I don't know. Um, I like sunny days. I like sunny days, but sunny days for some reason, I just, I just feel hot and sticky. That makes sense. <laughs> but rainy day, but rainy days, I feel like I can take, I can take a real good nap and there's no expectations. Okay, Amen. So I'm going to say, I think a rainy, yes. I think a rainy day because nobody's going to come by unexpected. Yes. You know, you don't necessarily <laughs> have to do work. I mean, and then if you take a nap, nobody's mad at you because, you know, the rain calmed everybody down. I, I think it might be a rainy day. <laughs> I like your logic. Okay, rainy day girl. <laughs> yes. All right, last one. Would you rather be forced to sing along to every song or dance to every song that you hear? <sighs> I'm going to do both. I'm that person. <laughs> oh, she's doing I, both. I, I can't okay. stay still. I'm gonna do both. I, 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 I can't stay okay, still. Even better. And it's like I, I might not know the words, but I love to do karaoke. And sometimes my voice yes. is good, and sometimes my voice is not. And I'm okay <laughs> with being sound like I'm tone deaf. I'm okay with that. It's fine because I enjoy it myself. So I'm gonna dance <laughs> and I'm gonna sing because at the end of the day. I enjoyed myself. If you do a TikTok of me, I haven't I seen any. I'm sure there will be. But <laughs> if there's a TikTok that's fine, I danced, it's fine. If it if you say, you know, her, her voice is high pitched, yes, it is. It's been like that all my life. I'm okay with this. Let's do it. Let's have fun. Let's just do it. So I'm a I'm a both type of person. We I like love it. that. Why do one when you could do both? <laughs> That's yeah, right. Do both of them. Because if you're awesome. singing, you're going to dance. I mean, it's going to happen. I know. They go hand yeah. in hand. Makes sense. Well, you survived our yeah. rapid fire question. So you did a great job. Great job, Courtney. <laughs> thank All you. All right. Thank you. Well, thanks again, Courtney, for joining us today. Like we, like I said, we really, really appreciate you. We appreciate everything that you do for your students and, and being a teacher. Uh, you know, the teaching profession needs you. So we're so blessed that you chose to share your story with us today. Um, so don't well, thank forget you for having me. Thank you. Of course. Uh, don't forget to rate review and subscribe, follow us on social media. Uh, and if you'd like to be interviewed like Courtney here or have a warm fuzzy that you'd like to share, uh, let us know by emailing hello at the or you can DM us on any of our social channels. So we will see you next time. As always be bold. And remember, you are more than a teacher.